1: This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson.
0: My name's Sam Delaney.
1: This is the second time we've started this episode because Sam got distracted, didn't you, Sam?
0: Yeah. By something you saw on the attention. internet. Yeah, I was looking at the internet. There's some fucking mad stuff on there, Is mate. there? What, where, uh, where's it at? internet.com. Yeah, there's this thing like, there's a baby laughing, like <laughs> <but> hysterically. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything yeah. so funny. Right, there's a monkey nicks a lollipop, and then there's these two girls shitting in a cup.
1: Oh, and that's it.
0: That's as that's far as I've got. Three. I don't know if there's much more, but that's what I've seen so far. And like like if you've got a few hours to kill and you've got an internet connection,
1: right? You um, which is
0: like it's basically a phone line, mm. uh, then yeah, give it a go.
1: Okay. We're here for um, Roy Keane, and it's part five, I think, of the oh, Keane Odyssey. <laughs> It was going to be two parts originally. Now we're at a part five. We think it might end on part six. We're not sure. Yeah. We'll see how it goes.
0: And What's the vibe um, with our uh, listeners, Andy? Do they want more or do they want us some to go of them back to more. reviewing the old seasons? Some
1: of them want more. Some of them seem to think that we've strayed from our ori- original remit, which right. was to cover Premier League seasons one at a time in a 26-part series, which <laughs> would then end and we'd never be heard of again afterwards. But yeah. obviously the minor success that we've had with this has gone to our heads our (laughs) egos have swollen and we're doing three of these a week and we can't give a shit it's like
0: that bloke on Waitrose magazine you know (laughs) one minute he's editing a magazine about fucking hummus right next thing you know He's on MasterChef, it's gone to his head, yeah. and he's literally threatening to kill people. Threatening to
1: kill vegans. And,
0: next, and then he loses his job, and, you know, he sailed too close to the sun. He was Icarus. He was Icarus, and he sailed too too close to the sun, and that's what's happening to that's us. That's could be what we are. Why will we the, not learn our lessons from the editor of Waitrose magazine, Ghastly Experience? The Icarus of experience? podcasts,
1: indeed. Right, anyway, back to Roy Keane. He's just left Sunderland Hmm. in the last episode that we did and um, he quickly found himself some more work at Ipswich Town where I think Ipswich probably thought that he could replicate what he'd done at Sunderland, which was to turn them around in the Championship, get them promoted, get them stabilised in the Premier League. Yeah,
0: it wasn't a bad idea at the time. didn't seem like a bad idea, did it? He
1: he had the blueprint for for being able to do that. You would think he would would replicate that again at Ipswich. But um, it, it didn't work for him and we'll find out why. And it it seems to be mainly about the fact that Ipswich dress in blue.
0: Right. And he just didn't connect with that at all. He couldn't see the point. I've never seen the point in that colour.
1: He says, uh, a few days later after getting the job, I was down there in the blue training kit, and I was looking at it going, fucking hell. (laughs) I didn't feel the excitement I felt going up to Sunderland. I'm not sure why not, but I didn't. I feel bad even admitting that. Tony Loughlin, his sidekick, was with me again, but it didn't have that innocence. Oh, it's exciting. Maybe after the Sunland experience, I was a bit wary. There seemed to be a bit of everything about it that wasn't quite right. The setup, my mindset, oh, <laughs> the location. Mm. But if things had gone better, I probably wouldn't be thinking that.
0: You know, I'd had to say goodbye to uh, Sebastian and Julian from up in the digs in Durham, and looking back, They had such a big influence on my worldview, the way I interpreted things all around me, that they were as responsible as anyone for the success I had in the early days at Sunderland. I asked them about moving to Ipswich. They weren't interested.
1: (laughs) The courses they were on weren't weren't available at the University of Suffolk.
0: I said, what about doing a master's course at the University of Ipswich? They weren't interested. Fuck them, I thought. I can do this alone. But ultimately, I was wrong. I needed them.
1: (laughs) I was going to leave them £40 in an envelope for the key meter for the gas and electricity because autumn was setting in and I didn't want to leave them in the lurch. But there you go. You can't take your friends with you. You can't go back. (laughs) So um, he's gone to Ipswich and basically he doesn't like... He doesn't like the blue kit. This reminds me of Roy the Rovers when... Uh Roy left Melchester Rovers controversially and he signed for Wolf- I think Walford Rovers.
0: Walford oh, Rovers. For a no, year. And
1: they played in blue and right. it was never right. And then it after one season right. he went back to Melchester in their red. And I think that's probably so going for through a
0: whole year's worth of the comic. Was yeah. he playing at a different club? That's
1: how I remember
0: it. I don't remember and it myself, but I'm now going to go back 82. through my archives. This was before it got ridiculous.
1: Right. And Before like Spando Bali and Shakin Stevens yeah. turned up. No, Shakin Stevens was Billy the Fish, wasn't he? That was the, the parody of it.
0: Spando Bali turned in, up. Roy in Royal Rovers is when he develops a drink problem, but really quickly, <laughs> and they start throwing <laughs> stubble onto his face to yeah. show to show that he's got a problem. <laughs> And I think his missus fucks up. I mean, it happens. One minute he's just looking at a <laughs> bottle of whiskey, the next minute he's sort of slumped over a table, yeah. and they've drawn lines on yeah. his face to represent that stubble. A and his missus and little Roy, Roy Junior, are fucked up. <laughs> they've got a hold on. They're going around their uh, mums, <laughs> and it's like you've got a fucking poison. I think. Yeah. Who's is? Was it Blackie? Blackie Gray was. I think Black it? Yeah. I think Blackie Gray comes around and goes, Roy, you have got to pull yourself together, mate. Mm. And then he just does, and that's over. Yeah. Alcoholism is fixed.
1: I'm, I'm sensing a series of Roy the Rovers podcasts coming oh, soon. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> we'll get a bunch of issues and, and go through them. This, this is, is it. it! Yeah, Roy says there were stories w- that when I took over, fans weren't allowed into the training ground and that I changed the locks. <laughs> Our first session was open to the fans, but nobody came. <laughs> my first day you'd have thought a couple of school kids would have been dragged in by a, gra- a dad or a granddad, but there wasn't one person watching
0: oh, I knew I- right away this wasn't the place for me well I thought to myself welcome to hell <laughs>
1: I saw myself on the training ground as an entertainer it wasn't just about, it wasn't just about knocking the players into shape and getting tactics into their heads and all of that it was about showing off for any strangers that wanted to come along and have a look yeah, some of the wee kids tricks. would come.
0: I'd do my kick-ups, you some, know. Yeah. I'd, I'd do the headers, I'd do it off my knee. I could even do it off my shoulder from time to time. I'd been practising specially, but it was all for nothing because no one was there to watch.
1: I'd been watching some of that street football on YouTube <laughs> and I could do one of them things where you put it behind your feet but then you do like a little donkey kick and it goes up over your head and lands on your shoulder and then you flip it off and it goes onto your other shoulder. I'd mastered that quite quickly. I
0: practised I practiced for fucking hours in my back garden. I thought this was what the strangers of episode which we probably wanted to see. It was all a fucking waste of time.
1: Incidentally, someone on Twitter said that my Roy Keane accent sounds like Jamaican.
0: That's (laughs) bollocks, isn't it? Let me I mean, it's clearly not Irish, There's been a couple of remarks about our Roy Keane impressions on Twitter, so let me put this to bed once and for all right now and tell you all, Andy and I are exceptional mimics, and any accent or impersonation we do of anyone... Is a 10 out of 10 at worst. So if you're jealous because we are brilliant impersonators who could easily be on Dead Ringers if we wanted to, but uh, we don't yeah. want to because we're too busy. Yeah, doing three podcasts. And, a week. and also the comedy's not edgy enough for us. Yeah. Right? Then, you know, just fuck, go, take your business elsewhere.
1: Do your own podcast do with your Irish, Irish accent on. But don't do, do so Roy King because we've done Roy King. Mm. You'll have to do Roy Walker do Roy Walker instead. Do a podcast about it. episodes of Catchphrase that you found on YouTube. Let's hear your Roy Walker and then send it to us and we'll start fucking judging you. Yeah. We've had voice coaches approach a, a very, very famous voice coach approached us this week wanting us to go in and do a seminar or maybe if we can't actually go in do a webinar over yeah. the internet yeah. about mastering the Irish accent. Do you know who that you know that voice coach was?
0: Hey. Kenny Sansom. Kenny Sansom. Yeah, shh. don't tell him. <laughs> Kenny Sansom was don't the one. Tell him. Who, oh, sorry, I've given it away. He coached Daniel Day Lewis for his role in Gangs of New York. Yeah, you know when he does that weird sort of, kind of Irish American yeah. sort of weird oldy yeah. timey American accent. Kenny Sansom that's taught Sansom. him that.
1: Yeah, that's that's Pete Sansom. That yeah, it? yeah, of course it is.
0: He also coached Daniel Day Lewis <clears throat> for There Will Be Blood. But not when he says. I'm an oil man. I drink their milkshake.
1: You have a milkshake, and I have a straw.
0: Yeah, I, well, I will drink your milkshake. When he first did that, because you can see the audition tapes on, uh, <laughs> you can see the audition tapes on YouTube, and Daniel Day Lewis goes, "Yeah, I thought I'd give it something like this. Yeah, I've seen you got a milkshake. I'm gonna have a bit of that." Right, and then Sansom... Hand it over. <laughs> Sansom, you don't see Sansom, but you can hear him because he sat behind yeah. the camera. He goes, I was thinking something maybe a bit more like this, Daniel. I, I drink their milkshake. <laughs> try, I drink it up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try it like that, mate. <laughs> and then the rest he is goes, history. i, I I'll, I'll got... you got a milkshake! <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: see your milkshake can you pass it over <laughs> Sansom's like no that's Daniel that's fucking shit
0: Daniel do it again and it took three months <coughs> wouldn't let him eat wouldn't let him drink that wouldn't let him sleep took three months starved miles, him for three
1: months till he got it right
0: that's the Sansom way
1: totally is Butler to Kane, Roy uh, on the training ground he says there was the blue training kit I don't like fucking blue <laughs> <laughs> I don't like fucking blue City were blue. Rangers were blue. My biggest rivals were blue. Is that childish? Um, little bit, right? Maybe. I, little bit. And
0: also, were you not aware before you signed the contract <laughs> that Ipswich played in blue? Yeah. I'd never heard of a team before in my yeah. life. I'd never seen them play. I didn't know what they looked like. I, to be honest, when they first approached me, I doubted whether or not it was fucking real. I told us another prank call. I told us fucking yaffle on the phone making up fucking pretend football clubs trying to try and trick me. He said, Ipswich. I thought, hmm, Ipswich, I heard of that. That's the, that's the city from EastEnders, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Yaffel. I'll go
1: along with this. Uh, we'll yeah. see how far this goes. I'd love to sign for Ipswich, I said, to what I thought was Professor Yaffle down the phone.
0: <laughs> I indulged him. <laughs> you know, I, I thought, I'll turn the joke back around on him and see how much he likes it. Let's see how far we can take this Yaffle. Before we'll I realised, it wasn't Yaffle, it was David Sheepshanks. I was fucked. I was already in too deep. The I'd lawyers had signed, signed the contract in my behalf. And everything. Uh, maybe he thought he could join and get them to change the colour of the kit. First thing you like need to Cardiff do City is Chemin
1: change. Did, yeah. didn't Changed to red. First
0: thing you need to do is change this kit to red and white stripes <laughs> with black shorts. <laughs> and you you gotta know, just the, like Sunderland. Change
1: the name of the club to Sunderland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I maybe
1: it's called him Sunderland 2, the sequel.
0: <laughs> they refused. But that was when <laughs> they were small-minded people. I knew they'd give it eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they refused at first, but I knew eventually I'd wear them down. <laughs> Turned out they couldn't
0: wear them down. <laughs> and that' why, ultimately, is why I, I failed. It was their fault. He
1: says... Uh, the first day myself and Tony Loughlin went back to my office for a cup of tea, it was a cabin, like a school prefab. I'm not knocking that. It's man of the people. Comes from Cork. But I just thought it all needed freshening up, a lick of paint. There were money difficulties at the club. I appreciate that. But myself and Tony sat down and looked at each other. Welcome to hell, we both
0: said. <laughs> No. No. No.
1: Well, <laughs> <No. laughs> maybe they did. I don't know. Um so there's the first day open training session but no one comes along now he hates the blue kit uh, the the place isn't decorated to his liking Um <laughs> fucking hell Marcus Evans was the chairman Uh He says, the last game of the season was at Holmen Coventry. Marcus Evans told me during the week they'd already covered my contract with season ticket sales for the next season. Right, I have wonderful news. (laughs) Next season, Ipswich Town will continue to exist as it has done this season. (laughs) Season ticket sales are up, up, up. Thanks to your presence, everything is covered and we will be commencing the next season with everything looking (laughs) ship-shape. (laughs) <laughs> he says it was a dead rubber game there was nothing at stake but there were 20,000 people there so he must have got the job towards the end of I think was it Paul Jewell or Paul Jewell took over from I don't know yeah, who, who it was Jewell before let's say John Lyle
0: yeah let's say it was oh, John Lyle yeah to it over. wasn't but
1: yeah of course it wasn't
0: um, Tony Mowbray
1: why not Yeah. we'll call it Tony Mowbray um, so he took over at the end of the season all the season ticket sales are coming for the following season Marcus Evans is as happy as a pig and shit yeah. there's 20,000 people there he says we, Roy says we won again and we deserve to I was thinking we don't have to do too much here I'll focus on the dressing rooms get them <laughs> decorated
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right move
1: so he's had a look We've, they've beaten whoever it was Coventry I think he said yeah um, end of the season everyone's got their tails up and their heads up and Roy thinks there's not much to do with this team. It's going to take care of itself. Easy peasy. Time to get some paint out yeah. and decorate the dressing
0: rooms. Put the Roy Keane stamp on them. I got myself them. up to fucking home base. I got the rollers. I got the paintbrushes. I got the white spirit. I got
1: I got my dad over from Cork because if you go on a Wednesday, the OAPs get 25% off.
0: <laughs> he was very ill, but I didn't care. <laughs> I said, "You get, get yourself over here for fuck's sake. Stop fucking moaning.
1: So we went up to home base and we got kitted out. We got some of that Leyland paint. That's the best stuff. We can buy that in bulk. It's not the cheapest, but it's also not the dearest. But pound for pound, I think it's the best you can get. (laughs) That's what one of the students told me. For when he'd been decorating his
0: digs, I caught that Sebastian one time sniffing on the old white spirit. I said, "What the fuck are you doing? That's for washing your hands after you've been painting the walls." He said, "Give it a sniff, Roy. Makes you feel all queer." He was fucking right. <laughs> I gave it. I, I, I sniffed it like he told me. I don't know what happened for the next two days of my life. I would not Once I got to Ipswich, I made a decision. I won't be sniffing it again.
1: For legal reasons, we should point out at this juncture that we do not
0: Indorse. accuse
1: Roy Kane of ever sniffing white spirit. It's no. something he's never. I know should you. It's something that Sam just chose to do there as a, a, a comic fantasy, bit of fun. Um. It has never happened and it
0: will never happen. It's just a bit of fun. For
1: fuck's sake, Roy. Call off the dogs. Jalapeño.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Jalapeño So then uh, he says When the players came back pre-season They found great dressing rooms But I hadn't done enough With the team or the stuff.
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> <Roy. laughs> Oh, right <Roy. laughs> He's not taking
1: it seriously No, is he? he's not He came to Sunderland And he bought six players In six hours
0: Yeah At Ipswich that's fucking going in Like a bullet
1: At Ipswich He's been uh, Fucking looking at um, Wallpaper And fucking Fucking home base He's been, uh, Getting wallpaper Sample books yeah. Taking the moment looking through them all for the dressing rooms. I got a nice flock wallpaper, the kind you of used to get in the Indian restaurants back into nineteen eighties. I thought it was very evocative. <laughs> I thought the swirly patterns would help the lads focus.
0: <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> if anything, it did the opposite to confuse <laughs> <confused> them. <laughs> I realised these lads weren't at the right level for me to be showing them patterns like that
1: Tony Loughlin thought that we should start serving them curries before the kickoff, but I thought that was a step too far
0: <laughs> one step at a time Tony I said <laughs> maybe just some Doms <laughs> <laughs> a few chutneys <truck> <laughs> wait till we're back in the Premier League before you start thinking in samosas
1: we'll give them half a bread at half time <laughs> if they're winning <laughs> as a reward <laughs> Um. then it got interesting a bit of pre-season fun they had a night out in the woods with the paras, with the Seventh Parachute Regiment Royal
0: Horse Artillery, no less. Because he thought it would be bonding for character them, did building, and yeah. I
1: reckon that sort of thing. He's really on. He's on. Um, he's. He's not really trying at all, is he?
0: No. He's, well, I mean, it's a big thing to organise, but whether or not he thinks. It's just for show, so he can say yeah. to his boss, the chairman, look, no, I've sorted out this. I've come up with this. this. But whether or not he is convinced it's going to make a big impact on a team that, by his own ambition, were already doing all right.
1: Yeah. I'm a good friend of uh, Chris Ryan, <laughs> the SAS fella, so I thought I'd pull some strings there. So he says that the plan was we'd stay in tents that night out in some woods after a series of marches not just one march Mm. a series of marches
0: fucking hell Okay, lads, march number (laughs) 7 this is the best march yet
1: (laughs) the the, the intense part was in the evening (laughs) the intense part
0: (laughs) we've done 7 marches sounds like a fucking nightmare
1: we've done 7 marches and now it's going to get intense lads The paras are trained to live off the land, so we saw them slaughtering a pig. We had to watch. It wasn't nice. (laughs) (laughs) Gather round, lads. Watch this.
0: This Your man's going to kill a pig. Look at this pig. The pig had been marching with us (laughs) for the last four hours. We'd got to know it. Some of the lads had given it a name. They called it Porky. Everyone loved that pig. It was our squad pig then. Then all of a sudden, one of the soldiers turns round and says, lads, gather (laughs) round. Have a look at this. Time for the pig to die. Paul's had a wee butter knife. Blunt it was. (laughs) Wasn't pretty. The death. Let's just say Parky didn't die quickly.
1: (laughs) Uh, At three o'clock in the morning, they cooked the pig.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
1: They cooked the pig and we ate it, but the lads were cold. You're out of your environment and you just want to sleep. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) You're out of
0: your comfort zone, aren't you? If you're out freezing cold on the moors or whatever it was... (laughs) Yeah, and you've just killed a pig and then cooked it
1: yeah
0: I don't care I, I with mean a the, knife. Roy Keane is one of the hardest men in the history he's out of, Keening himself yeah here. and he's like even he no it's not for it's him it's sort over
1: of compensation isn't yeah. it he knows this job's not for him so he's just over
0: Keening I the tell situation. you what I mean it turned my stomach I just kept thinking imagine if Gary Neville had been here <laughs> he had been crying his wee <laughs> eyes a, out he'd have had a nervous breakdown and no mistake he'd both the Nevels would have shot their wee nappies
1: as I, as I watched that pig die, I found myself thinking of my old swivel chair at Sunderland <laughs> and the phone with the button with the lines on. I thought, where did it all go wrong?
0: I thought to myself, I didn't know how good I had it. Well, that, that It's like Sting said, if you love someone, set them free. If they come back to you, they're yours. If they don't, they never were. That's what I thought about that pig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Having said that, it was delicious.
0: <laughs> but i definitely
1: do it again. Uh, this... And then the next morning, I asked one of the officers to organise something for the morning to get the lads up and out quickly. So at five or six in the morning, they woke us with stun grenades.
0: Oh, fucking hell. <laughs>
1: stun grenades thrown to the sides of the tents. <laughs> Fuck
0: me, this is appalling.
1: This is inhumane. Amnesty International should have been onto this. I'd lose
0: my shit. I wouldn't care. I'd go look. This is not on. I'm fucking leaving. I have got better things to be doing.
1: Jesus Christ! It's it's like you're with us or you're yeah. against us, isn't it? Mm. Fucking hell! You're either in the tent pissing out, yeah, or you're outside the tent pissing in, yeah. Where in fact they were all in their tents pissing yeah. and shitting themselves with fear,
0: getting fucking stun grenades, grenades and bouncing at them. off the
1: side of the tent. He says that uh, that woke us up. <laughs>
0: I wonder what Roy's reaction was For now Fuck's sake What the fuck Yaffle It's Yaffle Everyone get down Everyone get down It's Yaffle He's here And he's got the mice with him too I knew he would come for me I knew in the this end. was going to happen I didn't think it would be now When all the soldiers was around Yaffel. But I knew it would come Yaffle I'm here I'm going to come up With my hands held up Uh-oh. But don't take it out On any of the lads This is between me and you Leave them be Take me back to the workshop. <laughs> Tie me up if you need to. Interrogate me. I won't speak. Leave the lads alone, though. <laughs> now, I'm coming boss. out very slowly. <laughs> i keep my hands where you can see them at all times. <laughs> Have you got bad push with you? Is Emily there? <laughs> can we
1: negotiate?
0: Can I talk to Emily? <laughs> OK, I admit it. You bested me this time, Apple. OK, you're happy now. You've won. Okay, you clipped up on me. You outtaught me. You outmaneuvered me. You've tied up and killed all the paras. <laughs> and you've eaten what was left of the pig. Now you come for me. I'm going to come out. I know the scenes that I'm going to see when I come out of the tent are not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to my- be several members of our Majesty's armed services lying there <laughs> with their throat slit. <laughs> I know what I'm going to say, Yaffle. I know you well. With their throats pecked repeatedly. I sometimes point, wouldn't know. I sometimes think I know you better than you know yourself, Yaffle. <laughs> I thought to myself, welcome to hell. I thought to myself, the, a stun grenade went off at 5 a.m. in the morning. I opened my eyes and thought and whispered one word to myself Yaffle. <laughs> he's back I (laughs) thought I should have seen this coming but I've been too focused on redecorating the changing rooms (laughs) I've taken my eye off the ball
1: I let my guard down I tried to get inside Yaffle's head over in that workshop he was restoring <laughs> toys and making things that were old into new making things that were bad into good I thought I could do a bit of that myself and make the changing rooms in Ipswich all shiny and bright and beautiful just like Bagpuss did just like Yaffle did
0: but while I was you thinking you can't about get inside that, the, the mind like that was regrouping he was making himself stronger. He was thinking about <laughs> he'd me. He'd gone to the next level. <laughs> he'd gone and got some fucking stun grenades. He, he knew it. But he told me he'd find me wherever I went. I thought by going to Ipswich, a place that most people thought didn't wasn't even real, he wouldn't get me. But of course he did. <laughs> he'd always been there watching in the shadows wherever I'd gone.
1: Ah, <sighs> He says, uh, so at five or six in the morning, they woke us with stun grenades thrown to the sides of the tents. That woke us up. Every time I saw a face sticking out of a tent, the expression told me if you think we're getting promoted on this, you're in fucking trouble. So, the Ipswich squad didn't buy into the whole para thing, the I whole marching. I don't think he bought
0: into it himself.
1: No. It by the was...
0: sounds of things, I think he did it almost on a whim. Mm. And then as soon as it was happening, he thought, oh, bro, this is shit.
1: He probably picked up a copy of Loaded magazine. He'd read one of them them features, like uh, 10 of the craziest managers of all time. Mm. And it had been like when Jock Wallace used to have that uh, the hill that he, yeah. used to, he used to make the, the Rangers players run up and down, and then he had it rebuilt when he went to Leicester.
0: Yeah, I was sad. And then there was, what, what's I his name, the Beck off. at Cambridge? You'd, you'd like, he'd piss in their tea, them, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and he'd like <laughs> get out the fucking riot hoses and attack them in the changing room. And he thought, maybe we'll go he in for like a bit He was
1: like from the Pink Panther films, wasn't he?
0: The thing is, he team, like build, the, yeah, team building, bonding, it's all bollocks. I, when I, I was the editor of a magazine, I, took, I sort of said... Oh someone said you better do something with the team because if you don't
1: shit. if you don't
0: do fun <laughs> things with them once in a while then yeah. there's no team spirit but you know it's bollocks because it's sort of like listen this is a fucking job of work you come yeah. in you fucking get you do your job which by the way is fucking easy because you work on a magazine and you then just playing at being a, a yeah, a, it, having a job exactly and then at the end of the day you go home and that's it and if you say well we can't really be expected to do this unless once in a while the boss <laughs> takes us out on an adventure <laughs> sometimes you get to go booze. to nice free parties and go to see the yeah. cinema for free you get free. it all free anyway Do you get sent every single day in your office you get sent free stuff you get to meet famous people I used to say to them listen right you come in every day you wear whatever you want to work yeah. that's the first thing most people don't get to wear what they want to work exactly you turn up some of you fucking turn up in what looks like your fucking pyjamas you turn <laughs> up and you have pop music really loudly on the radio all day while you do your job yeah. which is just making it's things a sixth, up
1: sixth form common room isn't it right?
0: Uh, so that's your fun your team bonding experience is just fucking having this job and coming in here every day (laughs) yeah but in the end I'm to pressure and I went alright fuck it and I couldn't think of anything like good like an army assault course which I fucking should have done I went get a coach and we'll all go to fucking Brighton and get pissed on the pier (laughs) so we get down there it's Freezing cold. It's raining. We're all sat round a fucking table on the front, on the beach front. I'm nursing a, like a pint of beer, but you know when it's really cold, you're not really feeling it. Yeah. The bit be- your body's cold and you're clutching a cold beer. Yeah. And it's starting to lightly spit, and the skies are all grey and cloudy. <laughs> And you look at each other, and I thought, yeah, if you think you're getting promoted on this, then you're in trouble. I thought no one wants to fucking be. We'd be better off at fucking work. Any team bonding experience out the office is fucking awful. Don't do it. Whether it's killing a pig or going on the piss in Brighton, it's a waste of time.
1: So when we are inevitably the joint editors of Waitrose Magazine in yeah. a few weeks' time, that's yeah. something that we're not going to be doing.
0: First thing we'll announce to the team, the ones who are lucky enough to survive, are cull. isn't happen, yeah. We'll go first, Are you a vegan? first, first. <laughs> Forget. Forget any fucking team bonding exercise whatsoever. Yeah. This is it. This is the team bonding. This is it. Right fucking now.
1: You're on the Weight Rose magazine.
0: What this I is the I best tend job in publishing. When I enter any organisation, mm. uh, the team talk I usually do at the beginning is is basically an exact reenactment of that one that she does at the beginning of Fame. Oh, yeah. With a big stick. Yeah. Right here's where you start paying. Bang! In sweat. In sweat. <laughs> Seems to go down well. I usually
1: go and punch the biggest lad.
0: Yeah. On day one, because that just well. sets a
1: market down, doesn't it? So. So, Roy Keane, yeah. Uh, the family had moved down with me, and we rented a house. I liked it. I liked the sea air. But we moved house three times in the first year. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. So, he's gone from a situation where he was living quite happily by himself, without the family. Yeah. In student digs in Durham, with Sebastian and Julian. Uh, indulging themselves in paint thinner and, and white spirit and the, the back catalogue of Radiohead and now he's living with a family and he can't settle they've moved three times in a year now what does that tell us?
0: he should have taken them on the military bonding session yeah,
1: possibly, I don't know
0: he's not happy with his family He's ha- he was happier with Sebastian and Julian in the digs Yeah, because it's a simple life we know back in Cork, he's got his spider hole, which yeah. is very austere which and bare. The, he spends
1: his summers in the spider hole, yeah. doesn't he? and yeah.
0: anything beyond that, as far as he's willing to go, is student digs. Scruffy, run-down student gigs. I don't think he feels comfortable in any sort of living arrangement that is in the least bit modern or extravagant or comfortable.
1: Yeah, I reckon you're right. So he says, he says we moved house three times in the first year. It was unsettling, but we were trying to find the right village and this is quite telling and villages can be funny old places (laughs) I don't know what that means I'm not sure what that means but he might have uncovered some stuff he doesn't elaborate at all no he might have uncovered some stuff in the villages that were you know not to his liking he might have uncovered some (laughs) kind of uh, un- undercover schemes that were going on um, <laughs> Sex cults
0: I'm not happy with this village There's something going on in this village Trust we me going this village. And I don't, I don't fucking like it I don't know what it is It was a vibe As soon as I walked into the place I fucking knew The people were odd Let's just leave it at that
1: <laughs> It was incredibly quiet at night
0: <laughs>
1: There were no discotheques
0: <laughs> I don't like going to discotheques But I like to know there's one There <laughs>
1: I was like like, to know if I need a late night discotheque I can call in on one have a little bit of a boogie
0: I like to hear them I like to see the young lassies going back and forth back and forth
1: (laughs) there was no there was no arcades there was no dancing machines like there was at Winnerby services I was
0: miles from the nearest services I was getting itchy and all there was was a fucking spa and a toilet that you needed a key for it was pointless (laughs)
1: it was dead (laughs) we packed everything up and moved on to the next village (laughs) we did this three times it was a little bit like in MASH when they used to decamp and pack everything up and move along I saw myself as a little bit like Hawkeye a quick witted surgeon
0: who enjoyed brewing his own gin. Who everyone liked. Everyone thought he was great. Say what you like about me, but anywhere I've ever played or managed, I've been easily the most popular individual in the whole organisation.
1: no one has said otherwise (laughs) Uh, I think that's about enough for this
0: episode (laughs) I think we've got through at least two of our points
1: we have yeah we've got probably one more episode out of this but um, we'll
0: do yeah the next one we'll find out how he comes to leave Ipswich although that much is becoming apparent already the
1: next the next episode includes uh, a culture clash with the public school educator chief executive it includes two incidents which involve physical violence uh it includes traces of explosive residue on the handle of his bag during a trip to nigeria and um and a run-in with adrian Childs. and that should be the final episode i think <laughs> <laughs> this has been the keen odyssey part five part six will be along next week or something uh, thanks for indulging us and
0: staying with it and uh, remember to tune in on friday for our look ahead to the weekend's action. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye